There's a long list of things that I hate in this world. And it's partially long because there's repeat offenders on this list. Racism, that's a good one. Um, ruthless capitalism, also a good one. Um, poorly written scripts, top of the line. J.K. Rowling, as your honorary contest winner here, with 9 million entries on the list of things I hate. Because she's also the writer of like a top five worst movie of all time. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, episode two, fuckers. Welcome back. Just as a reminder, I'm America. That's James. We're he's, reviewing movies. He's angry. He's always angry. That's my secret tap. I'm always angry. We uh, remove, we review movies that you all vote on um, when you watch us live over at twitch.tv slash citywavesgaming on alternating Saturdays. Um, as we left off from the last episode, Newt Scamander had just... Climbed into his little briefcase. Climbed into his briefcase. And he uh, motions for Kowalski to follow him. And when Kowalski does, Kowalski gets stuck. Because, like James mentioned, Kowalski's not... He's a portly fellow. Yeah, he's not built stick thin like... Like me. Newt and James. Um, but as I wrote that, and he they make a big physical comedy show of him getting stuck and getting into the briefcase. I wrote a note... That I feel like in 2022 is a pertinent note. Uh-oh. And is that... It's the note that... And I want to know, either in chat, um, live here, or... You can follow us on social media and tweet me. Um, but is anyone else just tired of fat humor? Like, I feel... I feel like we've done it. I feel like it's run its course. And moving forward with, like, this body positivity movement. And that... All bodies are beautiful and all bodies are good. Is anyone else just tired? Fat. It's kind of like fart jokes for me where I'm just like. Oh, but I love a good fart. Like, cool. We did it. We've done it. <laughs> you got, you got any, there are other funny things. Got any of those? No, it's JK Rowling. You think she has other tropes? Um, she already hit slavery, uh, racism, rampant capitalism. <laughs> Uh, the fact that England's just better in every way. Fucking. Uh, bad dialogue. Bad characters. No backstory. It's J.K. Rowling. You think she's not going to throw in a quick fat joke? So, yeah. That happens. <clears throat> and then we get to see the inside of Newt's briefcase. And let me tell you. It's book fucking wild. Seen a lot of things in the wizarding world. The TARDIS. I wasn't expecting that. I've seen a lot of things, and I still think this is bigger than the fucking TARDIS. I know in a lot of magical worlds, things can be bigger on the inside than they are on the outside. Uh, I mean, if you watched Encanto that recently, that's one of the most recent examples I can think of, where they just had, like, a whole ass jungle inside a room. But never in my life have I seen a briefcase or something that small Contain an entire fucking zoo with multiple biomes. Like, 
I get having things be bigger on the inside than the outside, but Newt has a whole ass fucking zoo in that briefcase. With habitats. Specifically designed for each and every creature. And the thing is fucking huge. You see these, he calls these creatures up at one point, and they run from a really long ways away. Like, I don't, there's no dimensions. We don't know how long it goes on for, how it works. There's no rules to the briefcase or how big it is or how heavy it is or how it can, I don't know. I, there's a lot. As a point of order. Yes. The TARDIS is infinite on the inside. Really? It, it's a, it, it, the inside of the TARDIS is a separate dimension. Effectively, the TARDIS is a spaceship that is also a time machine that is also a portal to another dimension, and the dimension is just inside the TARDIS. See, I'm not a Doctor Who fan. I wouldn't know. I had to Google that because I didn't remember, even though I've watched like four or five seasons of the show. Um, I don't believe that Newt's Commander's briefcase is infinite, but it may as well be. It may as well be. Yeah, we don't see how far it goes. Um, you know what it is? Hmm. It's a ripoff of the bag of holding. No, Nifflers have bags of holding. Nifflers do have bags of holding, but they're sewn onto their stomachs. Hermione Granger had a bag of holding. Newt's commander has a bag of holding. Newt's commander has a whole ass fucking zoo world. A whole ass other world. You're right. It might as well be the TARDIS. It might, it might as well be. A whole ass other world inside that briefcase. With no rules. No rules. There's no rules. There's no rules, by the way. Did you know that this is JK Rowling production and that that means there are no rules? There's no rules other than that Americans are bad. That's the rule. It's the only rule, but there are no rules. Americans are bad. Ha ha. Ha ha. They're bad. Ha ha. Laugh. Laugh. Ha ha. They're bad. Ha. I think James broke. I did it. I wrote the script. I wrote the whole script right there. Did you see it? Watch. I'll do it again. Ha. America bad. Ha. Ah. See, I wrote the whole script. Done. Magic. Woo! I did it. I wrote the whole script. I think I think we may have actually broken James, guys. I'm really fucking tired of this bitch and her work. Um. I have grown weary of it. Then I just had this little note, and we see it a couple times, so I'll just mention it, that uh, they cast this like little umbrella charm, which uh, is like yes. you hold your wand up, and it just makes like this... Little umbrella. I just thought it was really cool. I thought it was really cool. Interesting looking. Nice, nice new, nice new spell. Um, please stop me if you have notes. I got notes about like the inside of the briefcase and what they saw. Like they just for this movie in particular, they dreamed up a bunch of like horrifying creatures. I did wrote because... some magical creatures are cute and some magical creatures are absolutely hideous. I mean, if you watch all the Harry Potter movies. The scariest creature that you come across is a house elf. The oh, second I think scariest Aragog. creature, the spider? Mm -hmm. Okay, but that is simply a large spider. Aragog. The only thing that Aragog is, is a giant sentient spider. Yeah, I know. That's all Aragog is. That's the most terrifying the, creature to the me, though. The creatures from this film are straight up horror. They Not belong in horror movies. Not all of them. Some of them are fucking cute. Nifflers are cute. But a thousand Nifflers. They'd be so fluffy. They would steal all your shit. Bow truckles are cute. Are those the little plant guys? Yeah. Ten million bow truckles and they all want to touch you. They'd probably tickle. 
Yeah, until they get inside your ears and nose and mouth. Are you okay? No, I had to watch this godforsaken film written by that horrible, horrible woman. Um. Alrighty. I blocked her on Twitter so I didn't have to see her fucking bullshit. I literally, uh... And then I had to watch her fucking movie. I thought that some of the magical creatures were really cute. <laughs> That's all I'll say about that. And I wrote that Newton Hagrid would be excellent friends. I also wrote that, and to be fair, bow chuckles are really fucking cute. And they pick locks. A weird skill to have, but uh important one, as it turns out. Useful. Um, oh, but also there's a scary demon orb. Yeah, there's an Obscurus. That's, this is the first time we get... In the snow. Why is it in the snow? We find out later that it's the separated Obscurus from the Sudanese girl. Maybe to keep it cold? I mean, maybe that makes sense since Sudan is hot at all times. Or like maybe if it's cold. I don't know. I, I don't really have an explanation. Um, I made a note that it really didn't take much for Newt to convince Kowalski to help him. Yeah. He's like, listen, if you help me, I won't. Wait, I didn't get there yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. You're jumping ahead. All right. Uh, I wrote, what are the limits on the this briefcase? There are none. Uh, I wrote, Jacob is shockingly calm given his day and a shocking realist about it. Like, he's just like, cool, this is happening. And, uh... He even starts helping with chores. I'm also not dreaming. Because I don't have the brains to make up something like this. I couldn't make up all those scary monsters. That's crazy. Um, You know what? That's a dig in America as well. Yep. That's a straight up dig in America. Yep. The American guy doesn't have the brains to dream up all those horrifying creatures, but J.K. Rowling does. Go fuck yourself, man. This movie sucks. This story sucks. I fucking hate everything. I'm uh, so angry. I uh, <sighs> I wrote that I don't like magical moths any more than non-magical ones, it turns out, because they showed those little moth creatures yeah, and I started guys. itching. Um, and then, like James said, we see the Obscurus and... Kowalski just starts walking towards it, and I don't know if it's, like, enticing him or whatever, but I was like, why would you go anywhere near the evil More smoke? More importantly... You crazy person. It can't be enticing him, because as Newt makes very clear later, when in a conversation with Graves, uh, it's harmless inside the bubble. It can't do anything because it's inside the bubble. The reason it can't wreak havoc or be problematic is because it's inside the bubble. So if it's inside the bubble and it can't do anything bad, then it can't be what's calling Kowalski towards it, which means the reason Kowalski walked towards it is of his own curiosity and volition, which is another dig in America that Americans are stupid and curious about things that are dangerous looking. Fuck off with that shit. Make the English guy an idiot for a second. Um, Newt says a very pertinent line um, that... When he's talking to Kowalski to try to convince Kowalski to help him, he's like, I have to go save my creatures before they get hurt. And Kowalski was like, them get hurt? And he's like, Newt says, yes, from the most dangerous thing in the world, or something to that effect. They're surrounded Human. by millions of the most dangerous creature alive. Yeah, humans. And uh, I just wrote that Newt and I agree that humans suck, and we are the virus Big on true. this planet. Big true. So humans suck. One of them sucks more than the rest, but that's you know. Magical, I think we all know who I'm talking about. Magical, non-magical, humans suck. Um, 
And then I also wrote the note that James tried to jump ahead on, which is Jacob took so little convincing to join Newt. (laughs) Newt was like, I mean, they're going to wipe your memory or you can help me find my animals. And he was like, cool. Animals it is. (laughs) Um... My next note says, Credence's mom is the damned Antichrist. She can't be the Antichrist because everyone would love the, everyone's supposed to love the Antichrist. Post, post revelation that that is the Antichrist. Uh, okay, then maybe, yeah. Um, Just straight from hell. Hell spawned that woman. I literally wrote, ah, child abuse. Mentally. Classic. And physically. Tremendous. With your own belt. Monster. Monster. I mean, that's like when parents used to make you go pick out your own Switch. They're not better. No, I know. We've learned a lot in coming years that spanking your children is actually psychologically damaging to them. Quite problematic, as it turns out. Um, It turns out, did you know that when you're a kid and you get hit, it's bad? Wow! Who would have thought? I'm just waiting on you. I'm just vamping till okay. you start jumping in here. I don't have anything else about it. Okay, cool. Wow. So, um, <laughs> this is the first time Newt go. They find the Niffler first because it's the easiest to find because you just go to where shiny things are, and that's where. Oh wow, the shopping street. That's where the Niffler is. Um, so I wrote this was the first time I definitely was like, um, Newt might have autism because. Like, just picking up on social cues and everything. Like, Kowalski will say things and he just doesn't pick up on them or anything. And he just... Like, it just starts becoming more and more clear that throughout the movie that he probably does. Especially the end scene, really. Just puts that nail in. Um, But I also wrote that Newt and the Niffler are the same in acting non-suspicious. Because the Niffler is in a jewelry store, sees Newt, and just... Freezes. Like, doesn't move. Like, Jurassic Park style, like, if I don't move... He won't see me. He won't see me. And to be fair... Newt does miss him. Newt doesn't see him for a very long time until the necklace slides off the Niffler's arm. And then Newt's like... And the Niffler's like, gotta go. And, like, takes off. And then you proceeds to destroy a fucking jewelry shop. I wrote, could Newt be more chaotic? Like, he's definitely, like, neutral. Like, chaotic neutral. But he is chaotic. Like, just pure chaos happens. All the fucking time. Um, so they end up robbing. They end up making it look like they robbed a jewelry store. Oopsies. They fight the Niffler. They get the Niffler. The cops show up. And they are covered in all the jewels that the Niffler had stolen. And then for no reason, a lion appears. I was like, and then convenient lion of convenience. Because the cops get distracted by the fact that there's a fucking lion walking down Fifth Avenue. We're going to interrupt your Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find the Movie to bring you Madagascar. Literally. And so that lets Newt and Jacob and the Niffler get away. Ben Stiller moonlights in this movie. Um, And they go to find the next animal. Which is, I don't know its name, but it's like a rhinoceros hippo thing. 
Um, and Newt gives Kowalski a leather helmet. Leather, like a rugby helmet. And Kowalski's like, what do I need this for? And why did I write that? Luke, uh, Newt basically said, he said, because your skull could be crushed easily. Implying that Newt doesn't need a helmet because his skull cannot be crushed easily. Fun bit of trivia, actually. Okay, good. In relation to this. If you go into the IMDb trivia facts, uh, it's noted that there was a scene that didn't make the final cut where Newt is shown without a shirt, uh, and you see a lot of the scars that he has acquired from hunting these very dangerous, fantastical beasts, uh, and Eddie Redmayne worked out really hard to get, you know, somewhat in shape and jacked for this role. Uh, it didn't make the final cut, which is depressing, but uh, if you've ever seen like lion tamers and shit those guys have claw marks and bite marks all over the place siegfried and roy perfect example they it just or joe exotic it it makes sense that he would want his buddy to be protected to some extent rather than himself because he's had more experience and also probably has been smooshed by this thing at least once. Okay, counterpoint. How is the leather helmet going to help his skull from being squished? Well, they haven't invented Kevlar yet. I'm just saying, it's not going to help him. I don't know. It doesn't even matter, or it shouldn't even matter, because the plan that they execute is that Newt's going to do the whole thing by himself, and Jacob's going to stand out of the way. At this point... It goes uh, wrong. Well, no. The girls realize that the boys have gone, and Queenie is too pure for this fucking world. But we made them cocoa. Like, she's just like, we made them cocoa. And it was just like my heart. I only want good things for Queenie too. Um, She's such a sweetheart. Then Newt says a line that I feel like I need to get like stenciled into my forehead. Um, Because Jacob makes a comment. He's like, well, aren't you worried? And Newt says, I don't really worry. In my experience, worrying just means you get hurt twice. You suffer twice. Or you suffer twice. And I was like, that is such... That's a little poignant, isn't it? That is such a good line in a really shitty movie. That was just such a good line. <laughs> there's, there's little gems here and there. We're coming up on another one that I love dearly. Um, is it about his physical comedy? No, I this whole sequence where Eddie Redmayne does physical comedy in the middle of this Harry Potter movie uh, was really grotesquely out of place for me. Oh, I just wrote the Eddie. I I've liked Eddie Redmayne even before he was, um, in this movie. I liked him in Les Mis. I liked him. Uh, I mean, it came out after this movie, but Theory of Everything. Like, I think he's just a really good actor. And we get to see lots of different forms of him in this movie. And one is a physical comedy bit that is, I think, funny. Um, what is your note? It's, it's, uh, I don't have, 
I, I have a lot of really generic notes. Okay. So just feel free to jump in whenever then. Um, so chaos breaks loose. The creature starts targeting Kowalski. Newt loses his wand to a monkey. That's uh, awkward, but funny. It was really funny, and I loved it because Newt, <laughs> Newt trying to use his animal skills on non-magical creatures was just kind of fun to watch. Ineffective entirely. And and just bad. Like, he was like, it's a stick. It's the it's same, like the thing. same thing. Like, it's like the same thing. Give me a fucking and wand. And then the monkey accidentally casts a spell, which begs the question, where is the magic? Is it in the people, or is it in the wand? Yes. Both. Not clear. Wands are in... Uh, I'm gonna get into wand lore. If a muggle picks up a wand... Yes. Does wand do magic? Or is wand a stick? Wands are embedded with... And imbued, is that the word? They're, with magical... they're embedded with magical components. So I think they have some semblance of magic on their own. But can a monkey cast a zap spell that knocks it on its ass if it picks up a wand? I submit that based on the rules of the world thus far, no, that would be silly. But I also submit that no, that would be silly is the perfect explanation for why it would be in this movie. Because it would be silly. And this is a moment where they did silly things. I also, I mean, if we're just going on lore of wizards in general in fantasy realm, like in fantasy realms, the wizard needs a conduit for their magic. No, they don't. It Okay, we're going to get into different worlds, but generally they have a staff or something that they use yes. to conduct their magic but that item is not necessarily magical in a right of itself gandalf had his staff and so i feel like that's what the wand is supposed to be is like in D, &D they're called focuses yes um but i feel like that's what the wand is supposed to be in my head i always made the joke i felt like wizards carried around staffs for a really long time and they were like this, this is, is excessive lot. can we just make it the same but it was an efficiency Smaller. move to switch to wands. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, that's, so I, I'm with you, but I also, I could, I could make an argument knowing how wands are made and what they do. Generic magic lore, generic magic lore dictates that the wand is absolutely capable of doing magic based on nothing, but Harry Potter lore and the universe that we are currently residing in in this movie dictates that you don't need a wand to cast magic, indicating that wizards themselves are the conduits of the magic, and while there are magical things inside the wands, it would make more critical thinking sense that it would take a wizard activating those magical components with their inherent magic to fire it off. If you gave- Kind of like onward? Yes. You, if you give the staff an onward to the older brother, it won't cast a spell. You give it to the younger brother, it will cast a spell. The staff is magic, but it won't work with the non-magical user. If you give a wand, fucking, you give any of those fucking muggles a wand, it's not going to do anything. They're going to go, abracadabra, and nothing will happen. Yes. So why does a monkey cast a spell? I don't because know. Because it's a bad movie, that's why! Ha! I'm also thinking about it, too, because in this movie they make a... I mean, this movie, the whole point of this movie is making points of, like, 
what having the magic inside and what like that does if you don't like control it or control learn it. it or learn it and all and so we're having this movie make a big point that like the magic inside the person so i i don't know it's just a dumb little thing yeah and it, like it so seems like that's a thing that someone was like wouldn't it be funny if this happened in the movie and they were like oh that would be hilarious if that happened in the movie and it is it's a funny thing to have happen in the movie but you if you're gonna be so goddamn anal about all your lore and the way things work and rules that you don't have but do have but don't have, stick to them. If you're going to make up rules for your world, stick to the rules for your world. It's really fucking hard. I know, I invented a world that we're playing Dungeons & Dragons in. It's very difficult. You gotta stick to the rules if you make them up. How's that? God damn it. How's that magic bread going for you? <laughs> I, I will light you on fire. <laughs> fucking magic bread. I never even asked for that. I just was yeah, going to make I, banana I, bread. I really just sow the seeds of my own destruction. Um, um, they I, they bag this big aminal after our sequence of physical comedy. And I wrote how barely anyone has seen these fucks is absolutely incredible. New York City, even in 1926, was really, really full of people. Like, everywhere. And it was during the jazz age, so there were jazz clubs and shenanigans. And and I believe that was Prohibition as well, wasn't it? Yeah, so like there were people out and about. All of the places, doing all of the things. All Especially of the drugs, at all night. Of the There's no way Central Park is empty at night in New York City in 1926. I can't imagine it. Also, they're loud as fuck and that creature is huge. You could see them from your Upper East Side apartment. Yes, easily. Um... They bag the creature. They bag the they creature. They go inside the briefcase. And that's when James's least favorite part of this whole fucking movie kicks off. But before we get to that, I need to I need to take a minute to do a lap so I can prep for this rant. Um all we see before we jump scenes is Tina locking the briefcase with Newt and Jacob inside it and she grabs it. Then we cut to No, the- no. My rant's about that. Just that part right there? Yeah. Okay, carry on. Because whatever, everything that follows that... Well, I was going to talk about the senatorial race. Oh. Before we get to the... I don't have problems with that. Yeah, talk about the senatorial race. I'll come back to that moment and the following things that happen with Tina in the briefcase later. Um, so we jump to that dude who was an asshole and a dick to children. Uh, making the senator's son. Well, he, the, he's the... Newspaper, newspaper chief's son. I thought the old guy was the senator. I don't know. They didn't make it very clear. He's run. The son is running for senator. Um, but he is running for senator, and he's making his campaign speech, and blah blah blah. And they, uh, I will give this credit where credit is due. She did a little research because Henry Shaw was an actual person who was an actual politician in American history. Um, but he was a dick to children, and he was a dick to the wrong child, and so the Obscurus comes to fuck him up. And they fuck him up in front of all the people, and it gives the other son, who was the one that brought the witch hunters to the newspaper place in the first place, all the feel he needs to be like, see, I fucking told you, witches. Um... And then my next note is where I will set James off on, which is read the fucking room, Tina. James, take it away. 
Tina fucking Goldstein has been incessant in her pursuit of Newt Scamander. For no good reason. For no good reason. Other than to get her job back. She's not an Auror anymore. I don't know about you, but if you get demoted, the best way to get re-promoted is not to go about doing the same dumb motherfucking stuff that got you demoted in the first place. Being reckless with magic around muggles. Chasing leads you don't need to be chasing right now. Doing stupid shit on the job on the regular. Now she's doing stupid shit for a job she doesn't have after being told, hey, maybe fuck off forever. Maybe do that instead. Because nobody fucking likes Tina Goldstein, and the audience also doesn't like Tina Goldstein, but she's supposed to be one of the heroines, right? Well, she's trapped the motherfuckers that we do like in the briefcase, and she takes it to the goddamn Makuza! And guess who's there? The rest of the wizarding community. Ah, yes, the people from England who, guess what? They don't fucking like Newt's commander either. I don't know why they don't like him. Oh, my voice is going. I partied too hard last night. Listen. <laughs> Tina walks in to a very important meeting amongst wizarding leaders from around the world. And she goes, I've got the fucking beast guy in the suitcase. And they're all like, why are you like this? And then they immediately go, well, why didn't you fucking tell us if you knew? And that's where we return to my previous argument in the last episode of she tried to. Why is she still this deep into the movie of seeing that Newt's commander is not doing bad things and in fact is trying to stop bad things from happening? It's very clear, even to her who doesn't see every single thing that happens, it's still very clear the signs are there. The clues are there. If you're an aura, what do you do? You're kind of like a wizard detective. It should be your whole fucking thing to try to figure out why and how bad things happen, right? Well, bad things are happening because of an accident, and there's one fucking guy who's doing his best fucking job to make it so that these things don't keep happening, right? Right. Now, why would you try to get that motherfucker killed? Because you know, you know that as soon as you get them back, to Makuza, they're gonna fucking kill him and they're gonna obliviate the nomadge. They're gonna send Kowalski on his way, confused as a motherfucker, but they're gonna send him on his way and they're gonna kill Newt. You know they're going to. He has a bunch of illegal animals in his briefcase. You know they will kill him. Why? Why? You've had nice moments with him for the most of the movie. He's been nothing but kind and polite to you, and you are trying to actively get him killed. You are not a good guy in this movie. You have only made mistakes. No one should root for you. You're a bad fucking character. You're a bad fucking author. This is all a fucking sham. It's so catastrophically disgusting to try and watch and take seriously. I cannot believe people went to the movie theaters and watched it and were like, that was good. I thought that was pretty good. You, did you like Tina? I love Tina. She's great. She's so funny. Ha 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 ha. What a fucking miserable experience. What an awful fucking character who does not learn and cannot learn. 
Don't break the arm on my chair. She gets to the end of the movie and is teary-eyed because he's leaving, and he's the same as he's been the whole time. Polite and nice. Where was the fucking turnaround? Was it when they decided that they were finally sick of your bullshit and that they were going to kill you too because you aided and abetted? You dense motherfucker! J.K. Rowling hates America so goddamn much she made every American character in the movie a fucking massive asshole. Except Kowalski. He's allowed to not be a massive asshole. My next note, and I don't know why I wrote it, I think it has to do with the Obscurus, is there is no war in Bossing Say. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's no Obscurus in America. Yeah, there's no Obscurus <laughs> in America. There, there's never, there, no, that's not real. Little do they know, there's definitely one in the briefcase, so they're wrong, at least in one regard. <laughs> they sentence Newt Scamander and Tina Goldstein to death and Kowalski to be obliviated, and I wrote the note and it says, portraying Americans as being this barbaric is extraordinarily frustrating. Now, I know America has had a history of being barbaric. We're not very good about not being barbaric. But if you're trying to make it so that the wizards look better, because that was kind of the point of the Harry Potter series, was that wizards are a better variety of people. Not doing a very good job here. Um... Tina, while they're in the cell awaiting all, like, their sentencing, I guess, uh, which they don't get a trial or anything. No, the president just says it, and thus it is. Um, Tina looks at Newt and says, this was the, probably the most infuriating moment for me in the entire fucking movie, and she's like, I'm really sorry about your creatures. Oh, go fuck yourself. Just super go fuck yourself. When she's the reason... Super, super go fuck that yourself. ...that they're getting impounded... Mm. Mm-mm. And it's all her fault. I cannot like, fucking stand it. What the fuck did you think was gonna happen when you bought the briefcase to Makuza filled with magical creatures that they were gonna be like, oh, such sweet things, and like... They, like, I don't understand what she thought was going to happen, but even she herself just made a note, like, a comment about executing magical creatures in this same, like, 24-hour period. So, I literally called her a bitch. Um, they oh, make, I've said so much worse. <laughs> they make her note, or they make a note that, uh... This is where we find out that Newt did get kicked out of Hogwarts, but he didn't get expelled, so he didn't get his wand taken because Dumbledore pulled some strings. And we just, that's the first tale, tale sign in this series of how much Dumbledore controls, um, even before he was headmaster, even when he was younger. Um, and then he's I wrote- He's also been around for like 400 years. Yeah, he's old as shit. I think he's like 109 or something. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, off the top of my head. I think it's 109. I'm going to be really shocked if that's true. And that's just some of my um, actually knowledge I've locked in my brain. Um, but yeah. I wrote the note that James was talking about. Because we see how it is portrayed that 
Americans execute their people that have been sentenced to death. Now, in the Ministry of Magic, you get a Dementor's Kiss. That is their... That is their, like, ultimate sentencing, which is, uh, you don't die. You just stop being. And you just get your, it's basically like having, I, I always picture it like getting a lobotomy, like they just suck your soul out and you're just kind of. That's also pretty barbaric. Not there. <coughs> um. <coughs> but instead, in America, apparently, we just drop, first of all, we take your memories, throw them into this pool, and entice you to get into it. To drown, I imagine. And the pool is filled with a potion that is essentially acid that will just melt your fucking entire essence to non-existence. Yeah. And I... I don't know, dog. That's... It's so fucking dumb. I... The mental manipulation that goes into that... And then also the physical ramifications of doing that, like, that's severely horrific. And I don't, I don't know if other countries, because I am an American and I haven't researched how, other nations do judicial systems. And I know for a while that America did have the electric chair and did do really horrible things to people that were on death row. Um, <coughs> but I don't even think that that can be compared to what J.K. Rowling put in this movie. Um, and like I said, it's just very, uh, eye-opening to see exactly what she thinks we're capable of. Um. Vile woman. In the middle of all this really horrific imagery and psychological things, we see, uh, Queenie, who, because she... Is um, a legitimate. She can see the things that are happening. She can hear them in her brain. Uh, and so she goes about the process of breaking everybody out. Queenie? Fucking badass bitch, dude. She, with very little effort, gets Kowalski, gets the briefcase. And how do they get the briefcase? Well, she tries a bunch of magic. Then Kowalski kicks a door down. And I, this is where my note came in. It said, when magic doesn't work, just kiss, just kick the door in. Yeah, basically. Um, and then we cut back to the horrific room of hell. And we're, like I said, we were told it doesn't fucking hurt. And I was... It then proceeds to almost hurt a lot. We see, like, stuff fall into it and basically disintegrate like acid. And I was like, it doesn't fucking hurt as it's fucking acid. And then I will say, <coughs> we get to see a lot of incompetency. 
that yeah. uh, definitely, this is something that I will say definitely tracks. We get to see a lot of incompetency in the cops in the wizarding world, the ores in the American wizarding world, which does track with a lot of uh, our police investigations. If you're a true crime fan, you know what I'm talking about. Because they didn't fucking search Newt's pockets, apparently, like, at all. Or any of his being, you know, like, normally, that's just something you do when you take a prisoner in, is you frisk them. Yeah. He's got a whole-ass bow truckle and a... I forget what he calls it. Whisper, whistling death, something like that. Uh, it's... Yeah. Something evil. Whirling evil? I don't know. Something. Something evil. Um, but just two asshole magical creatures just on his person, like, not even, like, hidden. Um, Queenie, they, and so that was the thing. They end up breaking out through a bunch of nonsense. Uh, the bow truckle breaks the new out. They fight. They get Tina out of there. And... They go and they meet up with Queenie. They all th- they run through the basement of endless pillars, and it pissed me off because it's stupid. Um. And also, Queenie almost blew their cover by being too horny. And then Queenie puts them all in the briefcase, and basically just waltzes out of Makuza. She gets stopped very briefly, and the guy asks, "What's in her briefcase?" And, and she's, she's just like, like, "Lady things. Would you like to see?" Which. In case you don't know, everything <laughs> that a woman has is very taboo. Even still to this day, like, you you ask most guys to, like, touch tampons and, like, even just in the rat, like, the box, go get me the box of tampons, and they're like, eh. So That's really, that's so funny to me, because there's no logical sense to have that reaction. Because, I mean, think about it this way. If, if you, if you are... In a, in a relationship with someone, right? Call it a hetero relationship. And you're doing the nasty. And then later your girl asks for a tampon. Bro, you've put your dick in there. Just, it doesn't matter. Just get the thing. It's not, you're not going to die. Just get the thing. Just get the thing and give it to her. It's not, dude, what a fucking, mm, I hate everything. So they break out because toxic masculinity. Classic. Um, no, I I think that was before the concept of toxic masculinity. I think that dude was just embarrassed as hell. He was like, lady things. Ah. Um, they go to meet up with a correspondent that Tina has. A contact. From when she was an auror um, in the basically wizard underground of New York. It's a speakeasy. And I wrote magical, magical speakeasy. How nineteen twenty? <laughs> Extremely nineteen twenty six. Um, and in there we get this cute little interaction between Queenie and Jacob, where oh my god, Queenie it's so good. asks, "Are all no mages like you?" And Jacob, Jacob, without missing a beat, goes, oh. "Do you want to do it?" I'm the only one like me. Like. Oh, my man got game. Like, Followed damn. by downing a shot of what he presumed was liquor. But it is, in fact, a shot of giggle water. And when you take a shot of giggle water, you immediately, upon swallowing, go, ha ha! Because it's giggle water. 
So and just that's one of my favorite parts of the movie is just a 30 second side. That's my favorite part of the movie. It was so funny. And then it went back to being shitty. Um, when the resident gangster slumlord half-elf, half-elf? I don't elf, know what he is. House-elf. Fucking gremlin. Rolled out there. And all his <laughs> fingers are backwards. Yeah, I don't know what he is and, and I don't know it, why. And he's an asshole. And he tipped off the cops. And oh, what a f- he does tell Fucking them ass. where one of Newt's creatures is, though, and it's uh, in Macy's department store, which is very New York, and that's very definitely like a thing that would definitely be prominent, but Old also, tracks. how much did Macy's pay for that to be like the only product placement in that movie? Half a billion dollars. Did you look? No. I'm just guessing. I just... Like, there's not a lot of product placement in this movie, if any. And uh, Macy's gets a shout-out, though, so that's cool but uh, like macy's is a staple new york thing so to like not mention macy's in new york is also weird so but um i stopped taking notes because this sequence was actually pretty cool um i found the obscurus is that your note yeah it did a quick murder this was the moment where the uh credence is hunting under his sister's bed for i haven't gotten there yet shit Oh, that's my next note. And then the cockroach. Okay, chase. so maybe I don't. I don't think I took any notes about creatures. Because we in the go, lawn. we go from the bar to those guys have to go to the department store. But in the transition time, oh, okay. we go back to the bare bones fuckers. Yeah, Creedence tries to find shit under his sister's bed for some reason. I think he's trying caught. to find the child. Probably, he has no idea it's him. Or does he know that it's him? It feels like I he feel might. like he knows, but also In which then, case, why, why would wouldn't he, he do tell that? Graves? Maybe he doesn't know. I don't know. Maybe There's... he realizes it when he kills the lady. I don't know. They yada yada a lot. Almost everything about the fucking main antagonistic force of the movie, which is so shitty. They explain what it is and how it comes to be. And then they don't say anything story-wise about how Credence comes to be this Obscurus or how he's managed to live for 14 years. I hope I hope maybe in the next one it gets explained because I know there's a lot about Credence in The Crimes of Grindelwald. Cool. But I, it's not in this movie and I have lots of questions. Well, fucking Credence's mom goes to beat his ass with his own belt again. Hits him in the hand, which is cruel, but she's also a cruel and awful woman. Uh, and <laughs> but see, he, he doesn't kill her yet because I have a note about that. He does. He kills her right then. Okay. Maybe it's when I see her later on the ground. Maybe that's when I wrote that note. He kills her right then, which also absolutely annihilates her. Deserved and destroys his own house in the process. Oopsies. Um, but also. That bitch definitely got what she deserved. True facts. Like, the most warranted death I have ever seen. Ever. Almost as warranted as Dumbledore's. Anyways, um, so then we play the game of Find the Cockroach. Yeah, we go to Macy's. They find uh, two. We thought it was one. Two of Newt's creatures, because Newt can't count, apparently. That's what happens when you get kicked out of school, children. Stay in school. <laughs> um... And 
They do play Find the Cockroach, because the thing about this last creature is this snaky thingy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some of the names for some of the creatures and not some of the names for the other creatures. It's just how it is. Uh, and the thing about this particular magical creature is it can it grows to fill the space that it's in. Um, and so Newt's idea is to get it into a smaller space. And apparently this creature also likes to eat insects, which is a snake, so that tracks. So they get a cockroach. And this, the whole crux of this scene depends on from across a room larger than this one. Kowalski taking a single cockroach, throwing it to Tina past the creature's face, Tina catching it in a teapot, and the creature going and following the cricket or the cockroach into the teapot, and they trap it in there. Wild. And that is what this whole thing hinges on. And they do it perfectly. (coughs) And it works. In a world of magic, I didn't really think too much of that. No, I call all the bullshit that that... First of all, have you ever tried to throw a cockroach? It's not going that far. There is. Have you ever picked up a cockroach? No, but I know it's not going that far. That'd be like throwing... Let's see, something of similar size and weight. Um, This. That would be like me chucking this and having you catch it in the teapot all the way over there in the dining room. I could do it. I'm capable. Um, Moving on from that true atrocity to our eyes, um, because we're running out of time. I ranted for too long. Uh, We can make it go longer. It's fine. Because I have a lot of notes still. Graves. Wait, I'm not done. Okay. Go until you don't have any more. Okay. Where are you going? Where are you picking up from? Where is the graves? Is that the orphanage? Graves and okay. Graves apparates with. Um, creatures. I have more questions about these creatures, and James is right. We are running out of time, so I am going to run through these notes kind of fast about everyone hanging out in Newt's magical briefcase world. Oh yeah, I didn't have any notes about this moment. Uh, my notes go from because we see the snake thing again because they bring it into the habitat, and the thing we just learned likes to fill the space that it's in. So why doesn't? Why is it all tiny? In the habitat? And why is it not, like, in, like, an object that it would fill the space in so it could remain... T- eh? I don't know. They make up rules that are bullshit, and then they don't follow them. Um. <clears throat> so it just stays tiny in the habitat for no reason. It doesn't even fill the size of the nest, and there's, like, six other things, like, six other baby snake things that would also do that, and none of them do that, and I don't understand. I want a bow truckle. I also want a bow truckle. They're kind of fun. Uh, Queenie is too snoopy for her own damn good. Truly. Newt is good at oculumency. No, he's not. He, he does, like, is able to block Queenie out several times. What? No. Mm-hmm. That's not what happens? She, he, like, she even says, she's like, when you get too emotional, it's easier to read your mind. So he, like, does fail, but that's the same thing that always happened to Harry is his emotions would get in the way. But for most of the movie, he's able to keep her out until this moment where she starts <coughs> poking at his emotions. <coughs> but it calls into question the same thing you brought up earlier, which is that, what do you mean she can't read the minds of English people because she doesn't understand the accent? Oh, yeah. Also, that just goes away all of a sudden. 
Because then she's just reading Newt's mind, like, perfectly clear. See, I think that's more of a thing than whether or not Newt is good at oculancy. I don't think oculancy even fucking matters because Newt says, please don't read my mind. I think she hadn't bothered to try because he was English. So, why? like, she maybe tried at the beginning and then was like, I always have a hard time with you, with you folks. And then... He didn't say anything then, and then at the end of the movie, she's like, well, all this, 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 and this about your mind. And he goes, please don't. How about you don't? And she just does it anyways. Also, Queenie has no self-control um, and does not listen. Uh, Newt likes bad girls because we find out that he uh, had some sort of relationship with a Lestrange, and we know how great those people are. Um, Family of murderers. We get this brief, like, <sighs> high school rivalry thing, which is funny. Because Queenie's like, Ilvermorny's the best school in the wizarding world, and Newt's like, uh, Hogwarts, and it was just kind of funny, because, I don't know. It's like adults talking about which high school is best. Um, and then, just, I start to wonder, like, where the briefcase is, because they, uh, the big giant eagle thing that Newt's trying to, like, release into America, and that's the whole reason he's there, uh, starts to get really (coughs) angsty, and he's like, it's warning us of danger. (coughs) And I was like... Here's a question. I feel like we should have learned from a previous scene. Uh, always have a guard outside of the briefcase. Not everybody needs to go inside the briefcase. Always have somebody carrying it. Like, just have someone sitting on it. I don't care. But, like, don't just all go in there and just leave the briefcase somewhere. That's something that the Golden Trio would have thought of and not these fools. Yeah. Um, and then I wrote, your death is warranted, you psycho bitch, because we see the lady dead on the floor mm-hmm. as Graves shows up. And then... Apparates Credence. After, Credence is, I think this is the point where he has discovered that he is actually the problem. Because yeah. all he does He's is ask say, for help. help me, please help me. And then I said... How stupid do you have to be to see that he's the Obscurus, you dumb fuck? You're spending all this time fucking finding it, and it's sitting right in front of you. That's just going to back up my theory that Grindelwald is not as smart as Tom Riddle, but infinitely more powerful. I think, I, I will say, because it's mentioned several times in Harry Potter, that Tom, like Voldemort's freaking intelligent. Yes, Voldemort is very smart. Voldemort... Figured out Horcruxes when no one else could, and then made seven of them. That's crazy. But he would still get his shit rocked by Grindelwald. Um, and so they go to find Credence's sister, because now Grindelwald is convinced that it's her that is the Obscurus. And then he starts threatening the sister a little bit. He's just sort of like being menacing. He's being a menacing kind of guy. And Colin Farrell, very menacing looking individual. Love the guy. And then he also... <sighs> Sits there and looks at Credence and is like, oh, I was never actually going to help you. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, revealing you are a liar before you have what you need, sir. And then saying, I'm done with you. I'm not helping you anymore. You do not have that girl in your possession. Like. He really, like, this is a a true, a true villain fault of being a little too arrogant. And believing that you have the situation under control when clearly you do not. Uh... And that man, oh baby, oh boy, 
the walls start to crack, rumble, and then they fall, and then they fall again, and then they fall again, and through three fucking walls, you see Credence with his head tilted at a weird angle, and he's just glaring, and he suddenly is capable of speaking normal sentences without being too, like, maybe he has a little bit of the spectrum in him as well, because he also never looks at anybody directly. Um, I, my exact reaction as you see Credence through the wall was, oh, you done fucked up, a Aaron. Like, cause you were sitting there like, oh, I don't fucking need you. I'm just never going to help you. Blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, oh shit. I wrote the, oops, Grace just made a serial killer and uh, Credence is about to do some dangerous shit. Yeah. And then he's like, no, no, no. I was just, I was just, I will help you. Like, uh, blah, blah. And I was like, you already fucked up. Like nothing you say at this point is going to get that kid on your side. I have very sparse notes until the subway. Um, <clears throat> the, the, I don't know what to call them. The group, the group of wizards. The like council of sorts. No, um. Because it's like the golden trio is just so easy to rattle off. So I'm oh, like, oh, the I'm... the the trash can extraordinaire. Okay, so the uh, Queenie, Tina, Newt, and and Kowalski, Kowalski all uh, see basically Credence explode and start rampaging around the city. Newt says, "I'm not going to let them kill it." He gives the briefcase to Tina. He says, "Take care of my animals. I'm probably not coming back." Which is a weird character shift for him. That's a very Gryffindor thing for a Hufflepuff to do. Um, and he just takes off. Considering his only primary purpose in life is creatures. Tina passes it off to Queenie, goes after Newt for reasons. Um, and then Queenie passes it to Kowalski. And Kowalski's like, I want to help. Like, I can go. And she's like, no, it's too dangerous. And I was like, Kowalski's a veteran. I feel like he'll be all right. Kowalski? He may not be magic, but that dude is a fucking war vet. That guy is a bad motherfucker. Like, he's a jolly pop, giant. Pop has 37 confirmed kills. But he will wreck somebody's shit, man. He already punched a crime lord today, and he broke into the office of a dangerous horror. Like, man's not afraid of shit. <clears throat> um. <clears throat> so that whole th exchange happens, and then... We go to where Credence is, like, destroying the city, and they all bring up the point, like, how did he survive till the age of 14? Like, he should be dead. And they say, all Newt says is, I guess his power was so strong it helped him survive. Which, see, if I had a really, if, based on what we know about Obscurus's, if there was a really strong Obscurus inside a kid, I feel like, in theory, that would kill them faster. Yeah, uh, yeah. But they really just yada yada the whole thing. J.K. Rowling doesn't give a shit about rules or anything. Her world building is expansive, but the nitty gritty stuff that separates her from greats like C.S. Lewis and... Uh, Tolkien. Tolkien is that they get into the nitty gritty and it's consistent. She gets into the nitty gritty and goes... <laughs> And just sort of, whatever, whatever. We jump shot from that to Makuza, where we see the president and um, 
the ores looking at this really and this is actually really cool they have like a whole map of new york and it lights up where like the magical th like the magic's happening basically um like so where credence is going and sh it just was i thought it was kind of cool that ma i said that map's kind of dope um but they basically said she's like we have to contain it or there's going to be a war between wizards and non-wizards which i feel like we know who wins that um and then we see credence roll up on in obscurus form Rule up on this, like, police barricade of actual NYPD police officers pointing guns at it. And I was like, what is NYPD's what are, what are plan? Do? What are you going to do? Like, what is your plan? And then it quickly turns out their plan is to shoot it, which I said Americans trying to fight magic with guns. Sounds about right. Sounds accurate. So... <laughs> Yeah, I'll give I'll give you that one. I, I, that that seems like a hundred percent something that would happen is like just shoot it, which I has happened in like other things too. Now that I'm thinking about it. like I couldn't remember what it was, but it's like a superhero movie, and they're like shoot it, and they're like it's not working. Like I so it's like it is all, a, all of the superhero movies. Yeah, it is a trope where it's like shoot that thing, shoots it. Eh. <sighs> Um, I wrote Credence just needed a mom, and this is why the social services system sucks, the foster system sucks in our country. I will give you, again, I will give you that, that this is definitely, like, Credence is actually a very real-world problem that exists for a lot of children in America, because our foster system and our adoption system is, and our social services system is so fucking broken- um, so, yeah. I wrote that the premise of an Obscurus is really fucked up. Like, that's a really fucked up thing to invent. A child has this power, right? When do you get your Hogwarts letter? When you're 11. Okay. But- Why are there not more Obscuruses in the UK? Because <coughs> the <sighs> idea of an Obscurus isn't necessarily that you- have magic. It's only when you try to suppress it. Suppress it. Would not. Did not Harry try to suppress it at first? No. Well, he was just kind of curious, wasn't it? He, he also like just like let shit happen. He did just kind of observe the insanity. It's more like uh, think of it like basically a like trauma response, where like you become so shut down that you try not to like. That's basically what it is. Like you're. Trying to conceal this big giant force inside, or like think of it like Elsa too. Conceal, don't feel, and that just let everything to like explode. <clears throat> um, that's basically the idea. If you conceal it and you don't feel it, then it's fine. But that just makes it bottle up more and. It's still a fucked up premise, and I hate it. Um. So we get this whole standoff in the subway where Grindelwald's trying to talk Credence down and Newt's trying to talk Credence down and Tina, Tina shows, shows up. up and is trying to talk Credence down. Um, meanwhile, outside, they've made this very visible, giant, magical barrier and all the no-mag people are on the outside just looking at it and saying they're going to, like, basically burn the witches. Um, and <sighs> then Makuza gets down there. And Everyone, including the president, Graves, no Graves, oh. Newt's commander, and Tina, all say, "Don't hurt the thing," and they just fucking do anyway. 
I said mm. uh, the American Aurors are like American cops because that is also 100% something. Shoot that would first, happen. ask questions after shooting a second time. Um, and then. I said, Jesus fuck, they fucking killed that guy. <clears throat> Not fully. Part of him is still alive, which I'm only new saw, but. Um, because later on we see like this little fleck of the Obscurus shoot off into the distance and only Newt saw it. Um, and they make it very clear that Newt did see it. Uh, and then we find out that Graves is actually Grindelwald and poor Johnny Depp. He would have made such a good Grindelwald. We get to see him for one whole movie. Yeah? Yeah. All of the 2016 movie. All of the crimes of Grindelwald and then fuck Amber Heard. Um, I hope she rots in hell for eternity. And then Grindelwald says this line to Newt. I can't even... What an odd line. I can't even remember exactly what it was because it was so bizarre and so didn't fit. And it's he was basically, maybe well, we, we will all die a little. Yeah, maybe we will all die a little. And I like as he's being escorted away like what? by huh? the horrors and just I would like, I literally was just like, Huh? I don't know if that's foreshadowing or referencing something or if it'll make sense later, but that was the most bizarre. In, in, in this movie of really bizarre things that didn't make sense, that was, like, the biggest one. Because, like, literally my whole brain just, brain box not work. Like, it just stopped. And I was like, what? <laughs> um. Then we get this really cool sequence of them <clears throat> obliviating all of New York, basically. But um, the rules also don't matter. And, they, yeah, the rules get a little iffy. I said uh, the magic rain rules are confusing because basically they send the eagle up, the storm eagle, with this magical spell. He makes it rain. With the venom that has the obliviate and stuff in it. It rains, and it, it works. Like, people forget when they're touched by the water. But, but then we see full-ass aurors walking around, like, fixing buildings and shit. Not getting obliviated. And you know that the aurors rain. can get obliviated. Yeah, like, wizards are just as susceptible to the Obliviate spell. And more importantly, the magic rain is somehow affecting all other water sources, including interior water sources. Like the showers and cups of water. I don't know. Uh, it just, got real weird real fast. It was a really cool concept and really cool idea that I feel like you could have executed a little bit better. I don't even think it's a problem of executing it a little bit better. I think it's a matter of, did they just think it was a cool idea and then shoot it instead of thinking, that's a great idea. How would it work? Yeah. Um, Because it's a great idea. How would it work? How does that? How does that work? No one asked the question. But also, there's one writer, and she's a fucking moron. So, uh, they basically the president's like, uh, we still need to make sure that. Did I say obscures this whole time or obliviate? Did I said obliviate. You said obliviate for that old. Okay, I was about to say obscures, and I was like, did I say it wrong? Um, obliviate, Jacob. Um, she's like, we still have to do that. Like, no exceptions. Blah, blah, blah. America was basically the reasoning in that story room. Um, but, so, she's like, I'll give you a chance to say goodbye. And I just thought about it for a second. I was like, Jacob just saved the whole fucking world. Because, like, without him, the briefcase wouldn't have showed up and they wouldn't have had the Golden Eagle and blah, blah, blah. Um, so, like, maybe give him something. Fuck. I wrote this note, and it said, Honestly, Hogwarts is kind of silly and stuff, but the American variety of magic and wizards is so fucking bad-looking. Like, it's it's like night and day. The worst thing that... Ha- and I mentioned it last episode, I think, where, like, the worst thing that happens 
at Hogwarts is like an outside threat, but everything in Hogwarts is just kind of silly and fun. Everything that happens in America is dire straits at all times, and everyone's a fucking asshole, and it, everyone's just... There, there's no... It, it's so vastly different and only negative. There's no redeeming qualities about anything that happens with the American variety of magic. And I think that is the pinnacle failure of this movie, is you have the opportunity to expand your universe that you created where magic is cool and fun and can do lots of fun and silly and interesting things, and you pushed it to a new region that's also your biggest market, by the way, and you fucking wrote a whole story where they only look like fucking assholes. You also did, like, Why? You use someone's, refo- like, a whole-ass religion. Also that. And explained it as magic, which is, like, not okay. But well, we've never known the English to be particularly sensitive to other people's cultures. <laughs> um, I give a fuck. They also tell Newt to basically get the fuck out. Which is a little haha funny. Which is also fair, like... Take your fucking magical briefcase. We're not going to, pro- like, persecute you. We're not going to, like... We're not going to throw you in jail or kill you now. We were going to earlier. We did demand that that happen, but now it's cool, bro. So just... So how about you get the fuck out of here? Take huh? your creatures and go the fuck away. Um, and then Tina shows up and is all, like, a whole new person now. And, man, just Wait, fuck not off. yet. Oh, okay. Um, Because Newt doesn't fucking leave. Instead, he uh, goes and drops off a briefcase filled with silver. Oh yeah, that's right. Eggs to Kowalski, so Kowalski can get the collateral because uh, for his business, because the snake baby, th- their eggs are made from pure silver. Yep. Um. So. Uh, he does that. We see that Newt has at least learned from his mistakes, and as he's preparing to board the boat to go back to England, has tied a rope around his suitcase so that it stops. Flopping open. Funny haha. Um, and I wrote, Newt definitely probably has autism. Because this whole interaction with Tina, which James is upset about, and he already kind of mentioned, you definitely see, like, <laughs> he is not picking up any social cues. He, She's flirting with him. And he's, well, he's doing his thing of, like... He doesn't really look at her all the way. And then he... They have, like, this awkward exchange by... And then he comes back and he's like, actually, could I could I give you my book in person instead of sending it to you? And says nothing else, nods and turns away. Like <laughs> There's two there's two ways to read that. And one of the ways is, oh, he's being he's doing a little like romance thing since he's trying to learn to do romance things now. I do um, think it he was like, so I can come see you again, but he was just Or there's the way the other way to read it where you think, I think he's on the spectrum. It can be both. It can be both. Um, but fuck Tina, man. She's 90% of the problems in this movie is that fucking ungrateful, monstrous asshole. Also, J.K. Rowling sucks. Fuck this movie, man. You can love Harry Potter and still not like the things J.K. Rowling is saying and doing right now. Everything she writes is a goddamn atrocity. I like the original Harry Potter series, and I think we should have just let it die. We should have let it end, and instead we got Cursed Child, which is a whole other fucking issue can of worms that I will never read, because it just destroyed everything I loved. 
All right. Um. So long, farewell, goodbye, podcast land. Um. The next episode will be the Hangover. Um. If you missed it, we are moving into a house, so I'm not quite sure how that will or when that episode will get to you. But we will try our best to stay on schedule. Um. But our live audience did vote for the Hangover, so we will be watching that next time. Until then, have goodbye. a wonderful time. <clears throat> Fuck Amber Heard. And J.K. Rowling.